Dad. Hello, Rasa. How you doing? I am so happy to be here. Great to hear it. Are you ready to know everything? I sure am. Well then, let's do it. Today, I have a theory about slowness and how it will help you with pretty much everything you do, ever. Okay, I'm excited. You should be. My theory is that if you stop and let things unfold, it will turn out much better than trying to do everything at once. I'm loving this. Can you give me an example? Well, sometimes you feel like you need to rush through things. You might say, if I cannot make cookies, color, finish a puzzle, and complete all my homework today, then the day is wasted. But if instead you say, I finished my homework and I made cookies, I think I'm just going to go sit down and play with my cats for a little while. Then maybe you'll feel less stressed. And maybe something that's even more fun will come up. While you're playing with the cats, you might look out the window and see your friend playing hopscotch. You go out, and you guys get to play with each other. That never would have happened if you just tried to do everything at once. I get like that sometimes. I need to slow down at least long enough to look out the window more. Exactly. If you just keep doing this, you'll find yourself a lot less stressed and having, even if all the things you need to do are fun, a lot more fun when you relax a little and play it by ear. So next time you are rushing, and trying to do all the work, take a breath, stop, and slow down. Trust me, it'll make everything better. Wow, I can already tell. This is going to be a challenge for me, but in a good way. I'm so curious what today's poem's going to be, but why don't I just take a second first, breathe in, breathe out, and enjoy this segment of the show with you. Sounds good. but. I might play hopscotch first. Are you ready for today's poem? I sure am. What is it? It's a poem from the collection After Ikkyu by Jim Harrison. The hound I've known for three years trots down the mountain road with a nod, pretending he knows what he's doing Miles from home on a sunlit morning. He's headed for a kind of place he hasn't quite found yet and might not recognize when he gets there. Wow. Beautiful image, perfect little scene, a little mystery to it. May I read it? But of course. From After Ikkyu by Jim Harrison. The hound I've known for three years trots down the mountain road with a nod at me, pretending he knows what he's doing miles from home on a sunlit morning. He's headed for a kind of place he hasn't quite found yet and might not recognize when he gets there. Wow, that's a really beautiful poem. I think that what's happening here is, is very mysterious, as you said, He's miles from home, so how does this person know him? And where is he headed? 
And whose is he? Those are some of the questions that I immediately think of after I read this poem. But it's also in some ways so clear. The kind of thing you can really picture. Sound just walking along the road, adventuring to try to find a kind of place that he doesn't quite know what it will be like there, and just pretending he knows what he's doing. The kind of thing you can picture quite clearly, don't you think? Yeah, even down to the sunlit. It's one word, but you feel the light, you feel the warmth. Yeah, that's for sure. Something you said hadn't occurred to me. I assumed this was his dog, not someone else's. And that's how they know each other. But you're right. The way he says it suggests a kind of distance. Like, maybe it's a friend's dog. That would explain why he says, not my hound, but the hound. And that he doesn't use a name. And And he says... miles from home. And he's miles from home. And they've only known each other for three years, which, of course, is totally possible. We've only known our cats for a few months, even though it seems like years. (laughs) But you think with a grown-up and their dog, somehow it seems like... Grown-ups have always known their dogs forever. <laughs> what is, for any of us, a kind of place we haven't quite found yet and might not recognize when we get there? Well, there's a lot of places like that. Like a place you're going to live when you grow up or place where you find true happiness. Yeah, so it's kind of like the future. Yes. Or I guess the alternative is it's a kind of exploring. And sometimes you go and you don't know where you're going. And that's part of the adventure. That's part of the fun. Sure is. Does it feel dangerous, this poem? Are you worried for them? No, I'm not. I might be if there's kind of a different tone to the poem, still telling the same story. But the way the poet says it, it's kind of relaxed sunlit morning. The poet doesn't seem particularly worried. Hound doesn't seem particularly sad or scared or worried. Why should you be? I like that attitude. Maybe that's the poem itself. When you start writing it, you're writing, going toward a place you haven't found yet and might not recognize when you get there. Yeah. That's why it's good for people to bring a pen and paper with them sometimes when they go on walks. And just to be safe, Better bring a doggy bag, too. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. It's another question from the kids in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. This time from Dada. His vexing question is, how do goosebumps work? Wow. That question's got me shivering to answer it. I'll put on a sweater, research it, and get back to you. I'm back, and I've got the answer to Dada's vexing question. You know that we get goosebumps when we're cold, but why? First off, goosebumps are called goosebumps because people thought they looked like the skin of a goose when it didn't have any feathers. You know, the kind you might cook to eat. Pluck, pluck, pluck. Animals get goosebumps too. Have you ever seen a cat or a dog with its hair on end? That is animals' way of getting goosebumps. The bumps are being raised, but since you can't see their skin, 
It just looks like fur standing on end. Wow, I didn't know that at all. Cool. One thing you might notice when you're cold and get goosebumps is that your hair stands on end too. It's fluffing out just like a goose with their feathers when they're cold or a cat or dog with their fur. So why would that be? It turns out that puffing up your feathers, fur, or the hair on your arms keeps the air warm inside. So animals and humans do this to keep warm. Mm, so it's kind of like making a puffy coat around yourself? Exactly. Just don't get plucked yourself. Even though you're cold, doesn't mean you should be dinner. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool You Must Know Everything merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.